0: Oh, First they it, now they hopping. all on the way they
1: see me big, big, large pockets, they start Here's what I say when ask, keep Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Elio Canella, alongside the man that's always Pierce and barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic, and considering your...
2: Very enthusiastic uh, uh, introduction. I must say I, I appreciate that because we have an absolutely uh, jam packed show for you uh, tonight. And I, do. I will not uh, I will not be available uh, for a show next week. So uh, this th- this week we are going over the week that was and also um giving our predictions and analysis for uh, NXT war games as well as
1: Survivor Series mm-hmm. and uh, d- giving you everything you need to know uh, before one of my favorite events on the wrestling calendar so really, um,
2: let's jump into
1: Re- it Re- Really? This is one of your favorites with your other one
2: Um... The the other one is uh, the
1: Royal Rumble. Okay, so I was gonna say um uh, I was gonna put that and put it the other way around. For me, it's Royal Rumble and then Survivor Series. Well, I said I said one up.
2: Uh, my absolute favorite is the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But let's jump right into the re- the review section of the show yep. and uh, get it going with. AEW Full Gear, uh, which came to us live from my neck of the woods
1: at the Royal Flores Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. And then you say you, you you had a chance to go, but you didn't. Well, I, I, I was going to try,
2: um, right. but, my, uh, but my parents were uncomfortable with uh, driving into the city. Mm-hmm. So I just, um, but Leslie, uh, one of one of our mutual friends was also in town from California, so I was able to go uh, hang out with him uh, bef- before he attended.
1: Oh, cool! The show, the how was show, that?
2: So I got to uh, I got to hang out with uh, Mike Rain. And how was that? Uh. I don't know. I uh, I introduced him to some uh, crab cakes, and I I, ins- I insisted that that be what he order. I <laughs> uh, I was a little bit I was a little bit uh, confused because his uh, his daughter Nadia left plenty on her plate at the end of the meal. And I'm like, Uh-oh. I I whispered in Mike's ear,
0: you know that that's considered illegal in the state of Maryland. So he he uh, he smiled and laughed and had perfect. <laughs> so All I, said,
1: right. I don't think that that mistake will be remade the next time around. <laughs> Very good. Uh, All right, so, so take I- us into full gear. Let's kick this into full gear. Oh, <laughs> see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god.
1: Forgive the cheesy transition. Oh, be quiet. Jesus. <laughs> Go ahead. We,
2: we usually put more effort into that stuff, and I
1: apologize. <laughs> if the, the I, purpose, I purposely did that. Go on.
2: Well, no shit. Because <laughs> if you did it on accident, I would have been even further disappointed. Um, but anyway, so uh, Full Gear started with a pre
1: show, which, Elio, as you know, I Shows. Uh-oh. Um. Especially but especially, this especially on this occasion,
2: as we only had one match and then a bunch of video packages.
1: Yeah, it was disgusting. Only one match. Come on.
2: Uh, which was um, which was Bill Priestley and uh,
0: Britt Baker. And no. To be honest with you, logically, I understand why
2: they, uh, why they went with. Britt Baker for the victory
0: mm-hmm. um, but it, to me it, it was very clear um, that at this point uh, Bea Priestley is, is a much better and more developed wrestler so um, you know it, definitely uh, Britt Baker has that star quality potential um, but she's just not quite there yet so uh,
2: I'm looking forward to seeing more from her and, and seeing her I get better and better. Okay. Um, To begin the main card of the show, we had what actually turned out to be one of my uh, favorite matches of the evening. Uh, Proud and Powerful, uh, formerly known as LAX, uh, Santana and Ortiz defeating the Young Bucks. Now, Now, this match had everything that I love about tag team wrestling. Uh, and, you know, I could have just watched this match all night long and been perf- perfectly happy with what I was receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, because it had the um, the logical storytelling, um, effective selling, and some really cool spots that I... Uh, certainly enjoyed. So uh, let me just highlight a few a few of those for you. Okay. Uh, you know, so throughout the throughout the match, um, LA. Or I, I did it again. I almost called them LA.
1: Um, How can you not? Uh, You've been calling them that for so long. How can you call any diff thing different? Yes. So uh, I have to. I have to get used to that. So, um, Pr-
2: proud and powerful. We're really focusing on uh, Matt Jackson's uh, injured legs throughout the um, throughout the evening, and it really uh, hampered him doing a lot of the uh, typical high flying that we see from the Young um, boss Although we we s- still saw some of that because Nick Jackson was still in the match, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: um. The other, the other um, part that I thoroughly enjoyed was the interaction between um, both teams and the Rock and Roll Express. Okay. And I, um, I have a, I have a, a fondness for uh, uh, the Rock and Roll Express, but, but. Also, I I, mean, I was shocked that they can still move the, the way that they do, um, because you know at sixty three years old, you know after after the match, uh, Ricky Morton was still doing uh, over the top rope Canadian Destroyer to uh, to I forget who he did it to, uh, but one of one of the members of uh, yep. Proud and powerful took a Canadian destroyer from a sixty-three-year-old man, so I'm sure that they will be uh, they will be the victims of locker room ribs for years to come. But it was um, it was still an, an incredibly cool moment. And uh, you yeah, aside from that, if you if you want to see uh, clinical uh, tag team wrestling, I I would uh, suggest that you um go back and uh, take a look at this, you know, and the other thing that surprised me was typically when the Young Bucks are involved in a match, even though I I, I agree with the overall assessment that they could very well be the best tag team in the world, um, typically when, when they're involved in a match, I expect a spot fest. Mm-hmm. you know, high spot after high spot after high spot. Yeah. Um, and we really didn't get
1: that this time, so I was very, I was very impressed that they delivered something different, but uh, still extremely entertaining. Now, now, um, you see, you started watching wrestling ninety two, so, so you were you started watching uh, in ninety two, and I guess uh, you, you were getting used to all the guys from the nineties. I started watching in the 80s, so I was getting, I was still uh, not acquainted with Rock Roll Express until about 98 when they showed up in the WBF at the time. Given the well, I, era. I, I was, I, I mean,
2: I had, I had to admit that even though I started wrestling, or started uh, watching wrestling at 3, Clearly, like, I wasn't wrestling because I was in, one, I was disabled, and two, I was three years old. not a very good combination. Stepping in wrestling, right? yeah. but uh, but uh, so I would say when I really started getting like, acquainted with professional wrestling in terms of being able to understand what was going on outside of the sheer entertainment aspects was around uh, you know ninety six uh, through like ninety eight. Yep. So I was um you know I was. Purely a WCW guy before um, some called Steve Austin uh, accepted his, his King of the Ring uh, crowning after uh, after the pay per view of the very next night on Raw. That that was like my first real um, understanding of what was going on in
0: terms of watching Monday Night Raw, but previously. I was a WCW
1: guy. So, you're, so you remember WCW Worldwide and all that, right? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> up here, it used to come on at 12 a.m., right? Then, like, I was still, like, going to school, so we had to go to sleep early and such. So I used to sneak up <laughs> in the middle of that. I used to set up the... I used to try and creep through the house and set up the timer for 12 a.m. And yeah. then creep back downstairs to my room so no one would hear me. <laughs> And then one night I was, like, creeping all oh, the was my brother from upstairs telling me to just go.
0: Because he could hear me,
1: uh, creeping around in the
0: dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had,
2: uh, I had an experience like that a little bit a little later on because in my, uh, in my teenage years my parents attempted to ban me from watching wrestling because, oh um, because quote unquote it was having a negative effect on my
1: attitude. Oh, then wh- wh- were you were you were you starting to get into your, coming to your badassdom? Uh, <laughs> apparently,
0: it was it was
2: having a direct
1: influence on my language. Oh dear. Um. So.
2: Between 2002 and 2004, technically I wasn't supposed to be watching wrestling, uh, what my parents didn't know is because, because they've always gone to bed criminally early, all I had to do was wait for them to fall asleep, which was right on time before the beginning of Monday Night Raw, so I really didn't miss anything know the years.
0: Uh, but they thought that I did,
1: so it was, it was quite intricate Yeah, it was funny. So my parents didn't really aside care.
0: Aside from that,
1: uh, shut down memory lane, <laughs> let's get back into... Yeah, back uh, to the, back to this, uh, review. Okay. Exactly. So next up we had, uh, Hangman hey Adam Page Deceiving
2: Pac. Mm-hmm. Or Pac, as they like to call him now, which I still can't stand. Um... But um, you know this was a this was a very a very very good physical match. I think I think they did the match a disservice the very next night because they had um, they had a rematch on uh, on uh, Dynamite um like immediately uh, after. So I um, I didn't like that, but in terms of. Uh, in terms of this match, I thought, it, I thought it came off nice uh with the right
0: person getting
1: the victory. Did, 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 did peach pay- win? I'm just wondering. No, because I'm seeing that here as well. I'm just uh, I'm just wondering because I'm trying to remember. Did he win that match? On, uh, on Full he Gear. Won
2: on, he won on the pay-per-view, but he, oh, did. Okay. Uh, he did not win on
1: Dynamite. Okay, because I, I don't know why, but for some reason I thought it felt like you felt like Paco won, like, every one of their matches. I don't know why I, I thought that, because uh, they've had, like, so many matches that you lose track of after a while of who won and who lost. Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, and, and that's, not, that's
2: not even counting uh, some of their matches they had before AEW uh, went into existence, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, come, I think it was um, Excalibur who who mentioned on the show that their rivalry had been going on for 11 months prior to this. Wow, okay. And so... And and the Full Gear match had been their, their second match on... Uh, under the AEW banner, and of course, the one
0: on Dynamite the following week was their third. Okay, alright. Um, uh,
2: so, we will get further into that a little bit later on. Uh, ne- next up, we had uh, Sean Spears defeating um, Joey Janela.
1: Um, I didn't like this match. Just Sean Spears is just, I don't know, I find him his character to be boring. And, and I can understand that. Um, you know, uh, I um,
0: I really thought they should have put um, uh, this match on the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, pre-show or Dynamite and not, yeah, uh, not yeah. the actual pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, but,
2: uh, but next up we had um, the AEW World Tag Team Championships on the line. And I had mixed feelings about this one. Obviously, you're gonna put, obviously you're gonna put your uh, tag team titles on the pay per view. Uh, but considering that uh, that SCU had just won the the belts, um, it was very obvious to me that they were going to retain. And obviously, that's the that's the route that was decided. Okay. Um, it should, it, should, it should be mentioned that even though I enjoyed the match, I did I did think that Private Party looked a little bit off. Uh, you know, just not on other game. However, uh, news broke a little bit um, earlier on that day as to why they oh. may have been a little bit off. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, um, there was a uh, there was a death in the wrestling community um, early uh, early Saturday morning
0: uh, oh, before okay. the before the pay per view, obviously, and Matt um, Travis, uh, who who had mm-hmm. wrestled
2: uh, predominantly. In the New York area, um, and was, was a, uh, was featured alongside Private Party and, um, and Proud and Powerful in the New York based House of Glory promotion. Okay. Um, he had been trained by Amazing Red and, um, and so, um, Clearly, clearly those guys were a little bit were a little bit off but still uh, still a great match and, and just a, a tragic uh, set of circumstances Appar- apparently apparently um, this apparently this guy was an absolute class act and only 25 at the time of his death
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, so cl- clearly very uh, very sad and we're um, rag- actually and actually, um, his, um, apparently this guy was actually mentioned on Dynamite
0: a few days later, so we will touch on that, uh, further in just a little bit. Okay.
2: Um, but, uh, but still, um, still a, a really, uh, good match, uh, very solid, so I think, I think, um, the tag team scene is on its way to being firmly established in um, in AEW, and I have to I have to say I, I like the ranking system that they have, that are starting to develop in um, in their different divisions. But it, uh, it does seem to be a focus in the tag team division at the moment. Um. Next up, we had. Uh, the AEW Women's World title match, uh, student versus teacher, uh, with Riho defeating um, her mentor, Emmy Segura. And oh my god, even though I really like this match, this was a very good match, uh, poor, poor Jim Ross was just having a really rough time in this match. He kept kept calling Amy Cigarette, Amy.
1: Oh, I know, I I caught that, yeah. Just over and over again. It was just just brutal. It was just, (laughs) um, yeah, that was was not Jim Ross's uh, finest match call. Regal is so tiny, but it works for her.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, had, men- I had mentioned um, in previous uh, previous shows that every time Rio wrestles, I, I get nervous because it's like, it's just like a 12-year-old that's about to get her back,
1: you know, snapped. Yeah, but it works for her, um, I mean she's, especially when she did stomp on the apron and then right through to the floor. I don't know if you remember that spot. Emmy Scurry was on the apron, and Rhea was on the top turn, but she did that yeah. stomp, yeah. Yeah, and like and
2: the, the full, just the full body impact um, was was um, something. So she um, she is definitely proving uh, something to me that she's 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 very talented, and and what the hell she might, she might be the right pick. Yep. thinking
1: to myself, um, did
2: I miss something here?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I was thinking this woman is going to get hurt. She's so tiny she's going to get hurt.
2: I mean, it, you know, it, in comparison, I look like a giant in, in comparison
0: to uh, to uh, her, and I'm, I'm on the smaller side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's, that's just a...
2: It, I was a little bit nervous, okay. um, but but I, I, I do think that this is the best match I've seen from her so far.
1: Yep, yeah, is a good match. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they they did a really good job on commentary of of selling the history between the two uh, combatants
2: and um, and I was I was thoroughly impressed. As a matter of fact. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then ne- next up is when the evening really started to uh, heat up. Uh, the AEW World Championship, uh, Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes, uh, and um, Chris Chris Jericho had Jake um, Hager in his corner, uh, and C- Cody had MG- MJF in his. Mm-hmm we don't want to mispronounce MJF's name because I think he's going to be a a serious focus and with good reason Um, as you'll see in just a minute um this match I thought was awesome I really did I I thought um, Jericho looked a lot better than he had in uh, you know uh, the previous um, appearances um and I really like the uh, the storytelling, you know. And, but maybe you can uh, help me out with something. I you know when uh, when Cody Rhodes
0: got busted open, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he came up over the
2: top, and you know, of course, had that nasty spill. I couldn't I couldn't tell if that was planned or if that was a legit botch.
1: I know I couldn't tell. Like I, I, I was from the angle that they showed it. I, because it, it looked like he hit his uh, forehead right on the steel when he flew through but, the ropes.
2: But my God, well, whether it was planned or whether it was a box, if it was planned,
0: that yep. dude's nuts. Yep. Because, because that, that that looked like one of the nastier bumps that I that I've ever
1: seen. I mean, that just, that, that just looked absolutely vile. And of course you expected that ending with MJF turning.
0: Well, of, of course. you yeah. know Any
1: self-respecting wrestling fan yep. uh, could have seen that coming from... He can't be a good guy. He can't be he a good guy. It doesn't work for him. He, he's just that guy that you love to hate. Yeah, and, and he does it in such a way that it's just it's just fantastic although i do although i do like his scarf i want his scarf
0: yeah he,
2: he i wonder if he borrowed it from from chris jericho's past gimmick
1: closet. oh and we'll get into that when we get into dynamite <laughs> but so i i i found that really funny yep
2: um Next up, you know, uh, and I think you and I are going to actually disagree
1: for one of the very few times in this Uh-oh. podcast history. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um, coming up because we're getting ready to talk about John Moxley. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Defeating Kenny Omega in the unsanctioned lights out. This was a terrible and, uh, match. And I could not d- disagree with
2: you anymore. Not humanly possible.
1: I, I okay, now now I want you to tell me why you thought this was an awesome match.
2: Well, I'm I'm so glad you asked me that question, <laughs> as I audibly <laughs> <utterly> slowed <laughs> down my mind doing preparation. So, um, and, no, in, in in all seriousness, um. The reason why I thought that this was a good match, uh, one was because it just it fits both of their characters very very well. Um, you know, especially especially Mastry, You know, being an unhinged uh, kind of uh, kind of crazy, you know, off the leash kind of kind of dude. Um. And, uh, apparently, from what from what I was reading, um, he had actually asked for this kind of match. I'm not, I'm not sure how much uh they're
1: gonna be doing this kind of violence in the future. Well, so hopefully, hopefully, uh, never. The interplay
2: between the two. Um, and the the other, the other reason why. Um, I, I thought it was I thought it was a really good match was each time they did something that was gr- gratuitously violent um, it didn't strike me as violence for the sake of it and I, I, think, and I think that's where you and I uh, sort of disagree Look, cause let me let me put it to you this way I um when I when I was a kid, for instance, I would watch like ECW, and I would see like Combat Zone Wrestling online, and I I would I would just think that, and I still think that uh, Combat Zone Wrestling is disgusting because mm-hmm. to me that's not wrestling, and a lot of I saw a lot of comparisons between that and and this match online, given. Uh, John Moxley's history in ZZW. Um, I can understand that, but I thought I thought that the violence here had um, reasoning reasoning behind it, so I didn't really have a have an issue with it. Largely because you know every time that uh, WWE has has done a violent type match, you know people have been screaming for this kind of thing that we saw here.
0: Mm-hmm. and Obviously, with WWE, you're not going to get that. Uh,
2: you know, the most extreme they may do is tear shots and kendo sticks. That's what they do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and the most dangerous thing they do um, nowadays seems to,
2: be a, seems to be a ladder spot where someone falls off the top of it. Uh, and and we'll get into that later in the show as well. Um, but I yeah, I really thought in terms of the psychology of of the two uh, characters, it really fit them. And yes, do, do I think certain spots were over the top? Absolutely. Um, and do I think it was it was necessary? No. But it 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 fit. Um, and for instance. When um, when, uh, Moxley got cut between the fingers with the glass, I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) And uh, and then, of course, when he was was crawling through with the glass, he gets to the rope. Even though there was no rope breaks, I'm like,
1: That's just well, it. Like, it's stuff like that. It was just disgusting.
2: Well, and, and that I could, I could get behind. And I was... I, you know what? The, the first time I watched it, this match, and I actually watched it twice, which is something that I very really, rarely do, um, I watched... Of course, I watched it live, and then I watched it again the, the next day, largely because of all the um, social media crap. What going on? The the keyboard warriors that don't know shit. <laughs> um, as I as I like to call it, Real, really when it, when it comes when it comes to professional wrestling, Twitter is a shitstorm mixed with mixed with crack cocaine, yep. mixed with stupidity. Yep. I I, I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. Ugh, ugh. Wrestling Twitter is just not something that I enjoy. No. But, um, but so, like, the first time I saw this match, I was having your reaction. Oh, okay. I was like, uh, eh. <laughs> I, I, Betty, Betty no, like, I, you know, this is, this was a little bit too much. Not, for, not for the reason that, that everybody else was saying. Right. Um, but, because of the fact that I I do have uh, very close friends, um, in, uh, on the indies, um, and I I've, I've seen them wrestle these kind of things with uh, thumbtacks and and uh, just all kinds of nasty shit, and I've um, you know I've seen the injuries that they take, and I get I get a little queasy. Um, and such was the case here. The second time I watched it, I was I was watching it as much much more analytically versus emotionally and from that perspective I gotta understand why, um, certain people liked it because it is so different and it is um, I I really I really did think that it sort of purpose and i okay. I've never really been a fan of like Super hardcore wrestling, but to, to me, um, even though this was that, um, you know, it it, it served the purpose, and like I said, uh, fit the characters, and I was I was so surprised when when they got up from the. The spider web board thing, and we're still doing those things on the exposed wood underneath the ring. Oh my! That last move, um, or going into that last move when uh, when um, uh, Kenny Omega missed the Phoenix Splash off the top into the wood, I was like, Oh my God! I oh. hope he's alive. Um. But it was, you know, was it a little much? Absolutely. Do I think we'll see that on a consistent basis Um, in AEW? Absolutely not. Um, But do I uh, do I share do do I share the same visceral dislike as maybe you do? I can't wait to hear your take on this because I can just see from the look on your face that you're getting ready to go off. So I'll I'll give you the floor in just a minute. Um, but, uh, but just, I found it funny because when, when, when WWE does an extreme rule stipulation or a hell in a cell stipulation, we always, we always hear about the crying and the complaining that it wasn't, it wasn't enough to do justice to the stipulation. And, and I, I feel like this one was. This one felt like a like a like an honest to god fight, but like people wanted to kill each other, um, and that's why I that's why I kind of supported it in this scenario. Um, do I, would I have waited to do the match until um, until the um, the feud was more built up? Yes, but. Um, other than that, I really don't share the same opinion that others uh, do. So I didn't have a problem with it, but then
1: again, I'm not, I'm not too terribly squeamish. And with that, I will give you the floor. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Ben Pierce's final appearance on the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know what, Ben? You know what happens when you say you enjoyed that match. You know what happens, Ben? Ben Pierce. You just made the list. You just made the list. You just made. Okay. (laughs) That was no. Actually, no. I'm gonna. No. Okay. That was a very clever, well thought out uh, point of view, and I, uh, I can see, I can see, um, I can see where you're coming from. But uh, again, I just I didn't really enjoy anything about this match. And I understand like why they had this match, and like not for like sake of uh, the reduced violence, but there was just really uh, nothing I particularly enjoyed.
2: So, and 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 that's that's a point of view I can certainly understand. That's absolutely, Um, because as I said, even even certain aspects of it were too much for me.
1: Yeah. Um, Like I mean that 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 spider web barbed wire thing, whatever. That was just uncomfortable to watch. Wait. Yeah.
2: I was I was actually I was actually more uncomfortable with the barbed
0: wire bat segments. Oh, and, and the stomp into into Kenny
2: Omega's back, because um, you could literally see it stick, and like you, you could literally see, and later on you can actually see the little holes in like um in John Moxley and Kenny Omega's mm-hmm. back. So yep. Um. So I mean, I I completely understand it. And uh, the the crawl through the glass and the glass and the mouse and what you know whatever yeah. I I didn't need, I didn't need to see that at all. Um, but from a, like a uh, for, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit all over the match for the sake of shitting all over. Okay. Um, all right. But, um uh, uh, up next, we after a very spirited uh, debate uh, with um, with
1: full gear. Let me end on, thi- this, Pir- on this on this on uh, this Ben Pierce's final uh, appearance on P- the PNC interesting Wrestling podcast. <laughs> I'm joking. I decided to do that. <laughs> He's kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Because don't <laughs> let him fool you. Okay, <laughs> Elio is
0: the technical guy. And He does all the, you know, all the funny little edits and
2: the, with the, with the, I made this to (laughs) (laughs) And he puts the, he puts the music together before the shows
1: and he has, and he brings up these truly technical points of view in our conversations. But make no mistake, I am the creative genius behind this show. So you're saying that you're Paul Haven?
2: Well, uh, well... (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm, the, I'm the ECW version of Paul Heyman. I, I am not the. Uh, I am not the creative director of
0: Monday Night Raw. Paul Heyman. But oh, okay. That's, that's another conversation <laughs> that I want to have uh, later on in the show. So, but for the for the
2: purposes of wrapping up oh, the the, uh, the full gear pr- yep. portion of the show. Okay. Overall,
1: how would you rank it on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm going to go with uh, 6, uh, between a 6 and a 7. Um, I'm,
0: I, would, I, would say, I would say 8.5 for
1: me. Okay. I'm sorry, you said 8.5? Yes.
2: Okay. Um, so, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will... Uh, we will be back with our much less exciting review of Monday Night
1: Raw. Yeah, we will transition now to Monday Night Raw. Actually, uh, before we go into a uh, commercial on uh, Monday Night Raw this week, we have a pre-tape, a tape-delayed edition of Monday Night Raw from Manchester, England. You know what? Go oh. So on, go on. I hate pre-taped I shows. I do, too. I was just gonna say, ah, uh, how do you feel about these, like, pre-taped shows from England? I really, I don't like them. I despise them. And you and, uh, and you, and you, you know that they're pre-taped because they have that pre-taped feeling to it, because you already know what happened. Well, it just,
2: but more than that, more than
1: that, mm-hmm the crowd sucks <laughs> you know and I, and this is the same crowd sucked. that this is the same crowd that uh, NXT UK they go crazy when NXT UK is there <laughs> see we
2: are not going to do that what that is blasphemous that is bullshit and that is absurd Uh-oh. we are not going we
1: are not going to compare the NXT UK and the NXT Takeover UK crowds to this abortion. Okay, yes, yes, you are correct. My bad. we to compare the two. No, my bad. These guys are were terrible. But let's uh, let's get into this. So, in our first match, it was the Kabuki Warriors defeating. Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Oh, uh, good. And now, apparently, I don't know if you, uh, apparently, there's uh, going to be the first ever women's uh, TLC match at the TLC pay per view. Okay,
2: well, look, okay, well, I'll,
1: I'll start it out with this. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm excited about that match, but they really need to cut out these first ever things. Yep. Yeah.
0: With the women's division because it won, it's very obvious that it, that it's the first ever on the majority of occasions. Yep. And and two, um,
2: let me just say that from a logical from a logical standpoint, this match
0: sucked so badly I can't yep. even begin to describe. But
2: I will. Because we are a podcast host and that is what we will hopefully be getting paid to do in the future. This, um, this podcast is a building block that will only continue to grow in the years to come as, as Elio continues his much faster journey into the aging process. Than, um, but... Speaking of the aging process, this match between Charlotte Flair, Natalya, uh, Natalia and the Kabuki Warriors.
1: Natalia I'm sad, Warriors. I didn't see Natalia, it said Becky Lynch. Oh my well
2: well this is
1: just uh, Yeah, I, I agree. Don't care. I agree. That's how much you care. You didn't even you even forgot that I said Becky Lynch and not Natalia. That's how much you care about this match. <laughs>
0: I agree. Um, I agree. This is
1: just oh my god! All right, then we uh, next uh, we had True Magnitude defeating Sinkara. Uh, uh, Sinkara who just asked for his release from the company. And what and what
2: co- in respect does Sinkara for for working the show after he requested his release? What 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 sense does I make?
1: Well, that would have to that uh, one, that Catalina or whatever her name was. That's it for. Well, Apparently she's done. Oh wow! With okay. Like that she was just flying in that Angle. Yeah, okay. Um, with uh, <laughs> Sin Cara. Well, that, well, that was useless. Then that was just weird. Wow. Yeah, why would they do that? Come on. Uh,
2: it's it's ridiculous.
1: Then we had. It's just, uh, then we had uh, twenty four. Sorry, go on. And can but b- before we. Before we go further into the ridiculousness that was that match, let me jump back to uh, Charlotte Flair and, and Becky Lynch. Sure. Uh, 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 against the the uh, Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki Warriors. Yep.
0: Let me let me just jump into the stupidity
2: that was that match because under. Under what logic would Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch make a good tag team in this scenario?
0: Okay. That, that's, that's number one. And
2: number two, and perhaps more importantly, I would like it noted that didn't, Nat- didn't Natalia tap out Asuka to, to the
1: freaking sharpshooter the previous week on Raw? Didn't that happen? I believe it did.
2: Well, well, my... my and, and that was a rhetorical question,
0: because... Yeah. Uh, y- yes, it did. Yeah. So,
2: wouldn't it make more sense for
1: for Natalya to be involved in this match and not Becky Lynch yeah I think uh, they brought something up that uh, she had like family uh, matters to well yes, or, yeah do you want to explain that further because this, this oh my god and, and, um, I don't even mean, you so, know what I uh, I tuned out for a lot of this uh, show so I, I'm not even sure what exactly these family issues were well and, and I, I brought that up
2: because they didn't tell us have to a certain
0: degree because um, this match was just
2: oh my god and, and, and on, on, top, on top of that now I
1: know I shouldn't say this because technically it's not politically correct <laughs> um, it's okay this is uh, your show you can say what you want ladies,
2: ladies and gentlemen despite the fact that, that this that this show is called the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, I am, I am the least PC son of a bitch you will ever meet in your entire life. I hate the idea of censorship. Yep. Because censoring how you really feel about something does nobody any good whatsoever. Yep. So, here's why I am not the the PC guy. Now, I am not going out of my way to be an asshole on, on anything that I say on this show. I think about it, and when I say it, I believe it, so I'm going to say this. Charlotte Flair, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I do believe that she's one of the most talented women on the roster is so overbooked. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely absurd. Okay. <clears throat> she is a 10 time women's champion. But three of her reigns. Have not lasted more. Than three and a half weeks. I hate it when they did it. I, I hate it when they did it with Edge. In, in 2006. And I hate it today. This is just. This is just craziness to me. Okay. You know, WWE has this need for for certain aspects of their show to be history
1: making <laughs> and groundbreaking. Yeah. And they wanna put all these athletes on their superstars and on their events. You know, as, as we saw with the event that shall not be named or ever mentioned again. Yep.
2: Um. But why? Why are they are they doing things that make absolutely no sense for the purpose of of somebody else to have another title reign added to their ledger? I just, oh my god, I don't get. It. And this, this was one of the best matches, where, where the logic was so blatantly missing. I, I just, I can't. My, my head exploded. I had, to, I literally had to rebuild my head. oh, up, my, oh head. my.
1: So you're a scientist. <laughs> I, yes, I, uh-huh. uh, I, I felt like Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> and, then, and then, on top of that, uh, just just what what happened with the rest of this, I, I, I can't breathe. But let, let's, let's move on. Tell the people okay. what the next thing is. So next, we had our uh, 24-7 championship. It was a two-on-one. And we had the Singh Brothers versus R-Truth that ended in, in a no contest because and now the Singh Brothers ran out of the ring to the back R-Truth was following them they ran into a room where the lights were turned out Our, they turned the lights on and there stood Eric Rowan and he manhandled oh he manhandled the uh, both Singh brothers. Then from an opposite door, r truth w- opens the door, walks in. He sees Rowan. Instead of pinning the Singh brother who is laying on the floor at his feet, r truth just turns the lights out and closes the door and leaves. I just
2: oh my God. <laughs> you know thing with, the thing with Eric Rowan and, and this, and his, his,
1: segments. Oh, I have a question. Have, what's this thing that he's carrying? Or maybe...
2: Well, that, that's the thing. I, one, I know that they're gonna build it up and have this thing revealed. And it's, it's probably a rat that would, that would make Black Rain and, and TNA jealous. I <laughs>
1: think needs to call Dustin Rhodes to make sure that Missy the Rat is missing. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that because I wasn't watching TNA at that time.
2: So if, if you don't know what I'm talking about and I'm talking both Elio and the listeners at this point, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's, prob- it's probably for your emotional and health <laughs> benefits. But if you are curious about what I just said, Look it up.
1: Okay. There was a rat named Missy,
2: and there was a gimmick by the name of
1: Black Rain. Oh no! I I know I know about Black Rain, I just didn't know about the rat part. Well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm so
2: I'm sorry to have rained on your parade.
0: Oh! Okay.
1: <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. All right. But this this gimmick is just what are they doing? I just
0: Oh my! God. I don't under, I don't understand it.
2: And then, cause, because and and then we had. Let's not forget about the Singh brothers in this situation. Let's not get sidetracked by the twenty four seven championship and it's and it's lunacy. Let's focus on another on another area of just mind boggling, asinine bullshit. Mm-hmm. The same about this gimmick,
0: the Hollywood boys and their gyrations are puke, are puke-inducing. <laughs>
2: I, I, I can't I can't deal with
0: it. Oh my.
1: So. Yep. So by then I want whatever has to happen for them to to, to get this gimmick off my screen as soon as possible. Make that happen. I can't believe this is what I missed in uh, NXT, because uh, I know the Bollywood boys from NXT, but uh, is this what they used to do in NXT, this uh, gimmick? Well, well, I, well, I didn't see the, the, the NXT in, in, incarnation of this gimmick. Oh, okay. Uh, but based on, based on what TNA, or what NXT is now, I can't imagine
2: it, it was just stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I I it's just I can't even breathe. I have to I have to take a second to collect
1: myself. All right. So while uh, my uh, ghost is collecting his thoughts, we will roll on because uh, Universal Champion pulled double duty. First, he defeated WWE United Kingdom Champion Walter by disqualification, and then. <laughs> What's that? I can't, I
2: can't
0: anymore. The
1: <laughs> and then he was joined by Kevin Owens and the Street Profits, and they defeated all of the four members of Imperium. Uh oh. Yeah, ladies what and gentlemen, is- uh, my co host is having a conniption fit right now. Are you okay? You're damn right I am. Oh, geez. To you Why? oh I don't, I don't do this just to sound like an idiot on a podcast.
0: <laughs> I, do I do it because I'm obsessed with the concept of sensical storytelling. Okay. And sensical situations. Mm-hmm.
2: Here. Okay? Now, let's consider... First, where are we? Where was this Monday
1: I brought? In, in Manchester, England. <laughs> and
2: And where is Walter and the,
1: and the Imperium from? NXT UK in the United
0: Kingdom.
2: Ding ding ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Do I have a price then, Johnny? What do you mean? I I salute you. You understand me.
1: (laughs) I do understand. Uh, (laughs) Uh, It's ridiculous.
0: Thank you.
2: This this is a chapter and verse example of just how stupid the main roster has become. (laughs) This 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 is a shining... A, this is a shining situation where it is it is so obvious that what they are doing is so twisted and so ass backwards that I cannot take it seriously. Yep. You are in the United Kingdom. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have you have chosen this evening to put not not only Imperium but other members of your roster on the show. And you bury the hell out of them. Yep. <laughs> if, because we saw what happened with, uh, with Trend7 and uh, um, uh, what was the other... Tyler uh, Bay?
1: Uh, Tyler Bate?
2: Y- yes. Thank you. Um, and and I, I apologize, I couldn't remember Tyler Bate. He, he's one of my favorites on the show, but... I'm just so humanly pissed off right now. Um, I, can't even, I can't even see straight. Um, so, so once again, considering where you are, you decide to
0: have NXT UK talent on your show, which in and of itself is a great decision. <laughs> but how you book
2: them is absolute
0: crap. Yep.
2: Absolute and utter crap. Mm <laughs> You decide to not only have Walter lose, okay? And Walter is one of the biggest badasses I've ever seen, regardless of where he came from.
0: Yep. This
2: this dude has monster heel written all over him, and he could be a champion for years. <laughs> I don't know how old he is, but this dude can be a star. All right. So this is this is what you do. And then, not only do you have Walter lose via DQ to a cha- to a to a clown that has been, ter- and I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not calling Seth Rollins the wrestler I clown. I I'm, I'm I'm talking about Seth Rollins the WWE person. mm mm-hmm. you know, What what have turned him into? it's just it's it's embarrassing yep you know and and you have him defeat Walter in in what in what world would would anybody believe that in an actual fight Seth Rollins would defeat Walter it wouldn't happen
1: in Vince's world
2: the only world in which this happens It's
1: WWE's fantasy world where where the fans are routinely
0: treated as if they are simpletons Mm -hmm. and as if
2: whatever we do, they're going to watch it anyway because they're mindless sheep.
1: I can't take it. I cannot take
2: it. Okay? And, And then we have Andrade defeating... Cedric Alexander yep. and, last, and, le- and, 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 and let me tell you Andrade and Cedric Alexander these dudes are studs okay? We've seen that on on numerous occasions and I, and I feel the need to remind our listeners that Andrade was an NXT champion mm-hmm. he was okay like a star, and justifiably so, in NXT. Okay? Oh my god. I, I, have, I have to.
1: I have to breathe. I, I have to remind myself
2: to breathe.
1: Breathe, Ben? Because, because our next segment after that is <laughs> gonna make your head explode even more.
0: to be prepared. Okay? Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, okay. So just just hang, hang on with me for just a second
2: Alright. The fact that these people that Andrade and Cedric
0: Alexander were given less than five minutes. It might have even been less than four minutes. Uh oh I
2: what? What? I mean <laughs> You want me to believe this? I I thought I thought wrestling was all about the suspension of 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 belief and suspension of, of disbelief and whatever the hell. You know, now I know I know that it's that it's entertainment. Believe me, WWE has drilled that into our heads for years. But this, I don't find an ounce of this entertaining at all. And as if, as if my evening could possibly get any worse, and I didn't think it could, but Um, it did. uh oh Lana comes to the ring, and she decides to once again remind us Mm -hmm. that... Rusev wanted sex in the morning, Rusev wants sex in the afternoon, Rusev wants sex everywhere, in every area of the arena, just everywhere on God's green earth. What? Rusev wants it.
1: What? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: Segment in the history of I would dare say the entire history
2: of professional wrestling as a business, <laughs> as an mm-hmm.
1: existence, mm-hmm. where's where the word sex has been mentioned so much. Oh my God! Wait, I, I thought we were done with the around What's going on? Well, geez, I, I, I thought I, I thought we were going to be done with the, these gratuitous plays after. After Alita's uh food came out during the live sex celebration. Now wait, hold on, hold on, what, what did Lana what did Lana say about Rusev? Uh well
2: she once again insisted that he was a that he was a sex act or or a sex what? addict.
0: What Exactly
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> They seem very uh, obsessed with... with that's, that's so weird. Okay, go They're, on. they says obsessed is a, is a sex act. And
2: let's, and, 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 and let's, let's remember last week, before we, we jump into, uh, into, into this brother. Last week, Lana was accompanied to the ring by Bobby Lashley, who was on crutches... Because he was, he tore his groin. He, he tore his groin performing sex acts with his mother.
1: Bobby Lashley.
2: You just made the list! (laughs) mean, this is, (laughs) this is just absurd. So, so you, you left, you left, um, Rusev because he was a sex addict, but yet,
1: Bobby Lashley broke his neck <laughs> 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 Hold on a minute. I'm, uh, I'm afraid i uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bobby's uh, Bobby Lashley's injured groin
0: You just made the list you- <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't even I can't even take this serious Um that's why I'm going to the around. So, <laughs> so, after after last week and, and hearing all about Bobby Lashley's BBC issues, yeah. <laughs> okay, then
2: then we are we are reminded that um, that despite the wonderful uh, sex that Lana and, and Bobby Lashley have been having. Mm-hmm. For the last seven
0: weeks, because it was their seven-week sex anniversary, I don't even know. what <laughs> I was just saying. Wait a minute!
1: Wait a minute! <laughs> Say it again, there. So, so WWE wanted to remind us. Yeah. No. That, that this was Bobby Lashley and Lana's seven-week sex anniversary. <laughs> That is oh my god, this is this, this episode of Ron is just stupid. That's why, we, ladies and gentlemen, we don't usually do this, but we have to have fun with this show because this was just painful to sit through. <laughs> I mean, good god, oh my goodness, okay. So, the next match after you know, that, we're, we're, oh, we're, go on, we're, sorry, we we're not, we're not Right? My bad. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, um, so after
2: we heard about the sex anniversary and all, and all these wonderful gratuitous descriptions.
1: I've never heard of that before.
2: Lana announces that that she's pregnant, but it is not Bobby Lashley's. Uh, it, it is not Bobby Lashley's baby because she's nine weeks pregnant and fruit. For those of us that can't do basic math, she once again reminded us of the seven-week <sighs> Um, Okay, well I can do basic math, so apparently Rusev would be a father. Um, at least I hope. That seems to be where they're going with this. Um, and and I just like and then she. And then she cl- and she goes to end the segment after uh, getting into a confrontation with with Rusev, and then Lashley comes out and, and attacks. Um, Rusev. apparently apparently Lashley has miraculously recovered from his broken penis.
0: And- <laughs> 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 oh my God.
1: Oh. It's gonna be a long night. (laughs) Jesus What the fuck (laughs) Once my head stops spinning like an episode of The Shining. Um Okay, so so
2: now that I now that my breath is back Bobby, Bobby Lashley no, must have the most effective medicine on Earth, um, or any stratosphere ever existed because he recovered from a broken
0: penis in a week. <laughs> but, you know, and then, and then the segment ends with
2: with Lana saying that she wasn't pregnant, she couldn't believe that Rusev believed it. I can't, I can't, I can't believe I made
0: it through the segment without spontaneously combusting. Oh my God. I, 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 certainly believe I lost a few brain cells.
2: <laughs> and uh, you know, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, as as Elio alluded to a little bit earlier, you know, we usually try to be uh, very professional and very. Very analytical you know. uh, in, in between our our attempts to entertain you on this show, uh, and you know uh, we may really have, uh, as a matter of fact, I believe we did on numerous occasions, uh, break down into uncontrollable fits of laughter, which will come off on on the recording of this show, which will go up uh, tomorrow, I think. Um, but what you have to keep in mind is, you know, I, we we're longtime fans who want the professional wrestling industry to be taken seriously, and but we just can't help but laugh at how absurd and sad
1: this product has become. Yep. I do, What the hell? And then at. And then after that, just, just thankfully, this segment ended. It felt like it went on all night long. Yep. Next, so back to the matches. Uh, we have Eric Rowan defeating. Now, what's this person's name? Sonar Durson. Apparently, I I don't know. No, I'm no. I'm looking at the that with the website, and that's what I'm seeing. Soner. Therson. Eric Rowan defeated Stoner Durson Okay. Well, that's what I see, but now and the uh, next match after that, for the first time in I don't know how long, the Viking Raiders actually faced a normal tag team and not some enhancement team. As well, they defeated uh South South Wales subculture, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster.
2: Even though they aren't an actual tag team, they were certainly
1: treated as enhancement talent on Roll. Oh my god. Which doesn't make sense because, again, where are we? Exactly. I just. uh, That's Uh my point. But, you know. That brings us to the main events, thank god. Randy Orton, Rick Shane, Humberto Carrillo defeated the OC. You know, um. Big
2: Wook. you know, any time anytime Humberto is in, the, is, in the, is in a match, I can't take it seriously.
0: Yep. I, I,
2: I can't. And I feel bad for the performer
0: behind the gimmick. I really do. They, he is so new, and
2: they've already destroyed him beyond the point of repair, and I don't even care. I couldn't even care less that he's on my
1: screen and fans that is our review of Mighty Night Raw we will be back shortly with AEW Dynamite stay tuned for that yes welcome back fans we are now going to get into our review of AEW Dynamite I'm going to throw it over to my co-host for that review so Ben take it away okay
2: So, now that that we have gone through the quagmire that is
0: uh, WWE television, at least on the Raw side, Mm -hmm. we can get into some actually
2: entertaining uh, material um, that featured the follow-up to uh, this past weekend's Full Gear pay-per-view. Um, so uh, let's jump right into uh, my reaction to AEW's uh, seventh
1: offering of Dynamite that took place uh, this past week. And uh, Elio, I'm not I'm not seeing where we um where it took place from. I took um, like place I from I it took place from the. It took place from the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Ah, uh, very good. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure
2: we had that. Um, so, let's see. First up, we had uh John Mosley versus Michael Nakazawa. And as soon as Michael Nakazawa
1: got in the ring, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a squash. That's exactly what it needs to be. 45 seconds. Please, John Moxley, end my pain as quickly as possible. <laughs> and he delivered. <laughs> he did the uh, paradigm shift and off we went into
0: into a very entertaining promo. Yep. Um he told
2: us that he knew exactly what was gonna happen and he told us exactly what was going to happen
0: and delivered as
2: promised and as advertised. And he issued a challenge to anyone that wanted to uh, step up to him, um, but um, but warned them that they better hug their loved ones uh, beforehand because uh, they were gonna
0: suffer real, uh, real damage and real danger at his hands.
1: Oh my, okay. No, I mean this is this is actually entertaining, John honestly. I mean if you yep. can No, I agree, you know. That's why that I said Oh my I agree character in, in comparison to this. I mean this is night and day. This is
2: awesome. Um next up we had uh, Jurassic Express
0: versus uh, uh, the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. Um, it,
2: to be honest with you this was the most entertaining
0: uh, segment I've ever seen the Dark Order involved in. I actually thought that this was a uh, this was um, this was good, especially um especially
2: with the post match promo uh where um, evil Uno got on the mic and offered uh uh Marco Stunt a, a position as one of the creepers Jungle um, Boy and eventually, uh, stops that from happening
1: after the period that Margo's son was, uh, reaching for the mask and considering, uh, and considering evil Uno's offer. Yeah, I don't think he, uh, I don't think he would fit, the the Dark Order. <laughs> Yeah, and if you were to if you, if you recruit anyone, why would you why would you recruit Michael Stunt? My plan exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, it's nice it's nice when we
0: think along the same lines. <laughs> if you if, if you
1: found it entertaining, I would have kicked you off this podcast. <laughs> but then who would who, then who would record the show?
0: Oh, okay. All right. But at least, I, at least I got my revenge from when you
1: put me on the list earlier and of doing my last appearance on the show, you bastard. <laughs> hey, that's Pac. That's not me.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, so uh next up, we had Darby Allen versus Peter Allen. Aval- Sean oh God, can we be I done with this librarian? This can we be done with this librarian? Gimmick. Oh, I, I can't stand it. You know, I, I, you know, you know what? If they want a if they want a librarian, they should call me. I've been in the library for the past twenty years. I didn't know how to tell people to shut up. And you actually know how to be entertaining. Yeah, I'm a lot more entertaining than Peter Avalon. He just comes out with that shh, shh. It's like no. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I can't take it. But at least Darby Allen got the victory. Uh, and he needed to. Yep. And after the match. Um, and then after, after the match,
0: um, Darby Allen was the one to answer uh, John Oxley's challenge. Uh huh.
2: So we will see that uh, next week, and I actually really, I actually really, really like that pairing. But I'm
1: very excited about that. I like Darby Allen, and all about skateboard. He looks so he looks cool with that skateboard. Yeah, I um, and you know, what? I was a, I was a skateboarding fan when uh, when I was a kid, so like. Uh, I I, I I'd, I'd never seen Darby Allen before, I'd only heard the name, but I like this guy. This guy's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: so, so you have you uh, have, have you
1: seen his previous work on AEW or was this your first time seeing? No, no, no this 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 on AEW this is my first time uh, seeing Darby Allen like since he began. since AEWBN. Like I had never seen him in him any of his other matches elsewhere. Oh, yeah, so this is my first, uh, uh yeah. Oh, no. go ahead. No, I'm saying this is my first uh time scene. Cool.
2: Um, so, uh, next up we had, uh, Nyla Rose versus Danny Jordan. Um, <laughs> you No, know, uh, for a while it seemed like they were pushing Nyla as a dominant force, but then she was taking a lot of losses, um, so, uh, you know, the, the actual match, uh, did well to, to start reestablishing Budging Her. Um, and then after the match, um, Tony, uh, Shiovani was interviewing Allie as soon as that, um, as soon as the interview started, I kind of knew what was going to happen next. Uh, and we had, uh,
1: uh, awesome calling of Brandy coming out to continue this seemingly witchcraft storyline. I'm done with this awesome calling character. It, it just doesn't work anymore for me. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the Brandy Rhodes character is just kind of. That's weird. That's weird. I don't, I don't know. That Brandy Rhodes character is weird now. Like, it's just. I don't get it. I. I Well, that's not what. My best guess is witchcraft. Wow. Um, Taking people's hair. What are you gonna do? Mix it in a a pot of stew. You know, and eat it. I. You know what the
0: hell. Yeah. Um. Uh. But but. Well, I hope she doesn't eat human hair. That'd be kind of creepy. But.
2: (laughs) Um. So next up, we actually had a good. Um. Promo
1: segment. Oh uh, my God. We had uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Chris Jericho. Yep. Coming out to, to brag that he, um, uh, that he uh, re- retained his championship
0: over Cody, and that per the stipulation, Cody will no longer challenge uh, for the AEW World Championship now.
1: That uh, that that that. I understand you want to join the inner circle. Uh, really? Do you think I should join the inner circle? Do you want to join the inner circle? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I should? This would promo was great. Yeah. Really I love that we called Cher I love I love really that we called came off as a star. I love that, that, that? that we called- I love that we called um Cherical crisscross applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It
0: was great.
1: And that, then, uh, then we, uh, jumped into the time machine. They made a 25-year-old reference. Yeah, and that was, that was, that was actually a funny
0: reference to sex. Rather than a worthy
1: one. No, 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 no. Uh, didn't you pick up the WCW reference?
0: Well, yes. Yes, I did. But, yeah. I, but in, in that regard, he, he he was saying that his, um,
1: that, uh, s parents must have hooked up. oh okay yes 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 yeah okay, know I didn't uh, I didn't put that one together because I, I thought that they were like separate lines during the promo but um uh you know what um my f- a friend of mine I uh, went to an independent wrestling show on um over the weekend and Hutu Guerrero was there and um, and uh, when he came okay. with and when he came out for his match someone had uh, told him that uh, he Jericho mentioned him on aew Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. I, I love that. This, this was this was a classic like promo. Uh, th- this, was, this was like a how-to in promo. Fight. This is this is this the, the this is the way you do so a promo.
0: Mhm.
1: This is the way you cut a promo. Uh, next up, we we had uh, the aforementioned rematch. Uh, Pac and uh, A-Man Page.
2: I'm not sure why they did this um so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really like it, but I guess, I guess Pac t- comes out victorious in the feud because he's won two out of eight, two out of three
0: AEW uh matches with uh Page. I'm not sure. Oh, why okay. it's been, but All yeah All right. Um,
2: get a continuation of a fight between the Young Bucks and Proud and Powerful
0: mm-hmm. and uh and uh and of course uh, Nick took a baseball bat to the knee I hope that was a gimmick situation cause if it wasn't Al yeah. <laughs> uh, holy shit And then, uh, and
2: then proud and powerful should really uh, file a trademark for these power bombs through the stage. Good lord. Um. So um, we get another one of those. But I, I, I really like proud and powerful. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they continue to get the nod over the Young Bucks. Okay. They, I Yep. Right now. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, next up, we had a tag team match between uh, SCU members Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian
1: against uh, Inner Circle members Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Or as I, I like to call him, Guy. I don't think MJF needs to be in the inner circle. Hold on, what do you think about this guy, Wardlow, or whatever his name is? We all, we, we saw a video for him on a, paper, on a pay-per-view before, didn't we? Yeah, well, and, um, I, just, I just had this guy Wardlow because he made his, his debut as MJF Muscle. Yeah, that's what I was saying. What do you think of him? Okay. on, uh, on um, the other show we uh, we uh, do a weekly race uh, between uh, AEW and NXT, which one wins that week? So um, NXT has been winning uh, so far, but AEW has not been uh, entirely bad. So I I think it's uh, it think it's pretty good. It's, i, yeah, I, yeah, I for, for this for this beach battle, I'm just um, i just seen this. Uh this week's NXT before I came on the air tonight. Yeah. I would have to say that uh, NXT won this week. Well see well see there you go. You you you're joining you're joining uh the other uh the other six of us who also agree that NXT wins this week. Absolutely. After I keep thinking, after bring that up. Um, okay, so with that, we're gonna move on to NXT, Ben. Uh, fantastic, and uh, and the party just keeps rolling as as Wednesday night uh, continues to to prove to me why it is the best night
2: of the wrestling week. Mm-hmm. Um
1: This was a great match. The NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Yep. And, uh. I, uh. I, li- I like this match a lot. I have to say, okay, I'm gonna go somewhere here. Now, you saw, you saw the news earlier this week about Jordan Miles, how he quit, and, like, with his uh, profanity-laden video and stuff. And he saw and how uh, WB is holding his people back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't really see that because uh, if the, if that were the case, Leo Rush would not be the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. See, Leo Rush is doing ev- did everything that did everything right. He went away and took care of himself, and they brought him back. This guy's doing everything did everything all wrong. Yeah. Because um, you know Leo, Leo, Rush started to go down um, yep. that uh, that similar path. Yep. Um, but but you know, um, but he he didn't take it nearly as far as uh, Jordan Miles did. And yes, I agree with you. Yep. I Leo Rush did did it the right way. He got the message before it was too late. Yep. And he did uh, the right thing and I uh, remember uh, on our uh, past episodes we were saying like how he was so annoying as uh, Lashley's like voice yeah But I like this Leo Rush he's good in the ring oh yeah he's he's fantastic yeah in, in the ring and uh I really like how um
2: how he got really pissed off when uh Angel Garvey <laughs> that. Yep. in front of him. Life and then just proceeded to completely beat his ass. Because I gotta tell you, I don't I don't
1: have a girlfriend or a wife, but if another man takes his pants off in front of me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat his motherfucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and that's pl- what happened here. Plus, you know, what, you know what else? I like Leo Rush. Why is that? You add an E to the beginning of that name, Elliot Rush.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> I said to throw I said to throw it out there. Yes, the simple things that make my co-host happy. <laughs> so next up, we had Zaya Lee defeating Aaliyah. And we go, yeah. This is uh, where uh, apparently uh, Aaliyah suffered a broken nose. Oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. I, I yeah, at the yeah, at the at the end of this match. Uh, even the commentator said that uh, she started bleeding. She suffered like a broken nose. Oh, uh, I, didn't, I, just, I didn't catch that. I thought, I, later in the night, I thought Mia Yim had a broken nose for sure. They both did, but um, Aaliyah, you could tell she even posted a picture on Instagram. Yeah, well, I, I just, I'm, I'm sure she did. I just didn't see it. But yeah, it was, it was not a good night in terms of injuries for the women
2: of NXT. Uh, next up we had uh, Finn Bauer calling out NXT and its locker room saying that it wasn't uh, nearly the same as it was when he left. Um, he said that he used to have a lot of uh, pride in NXT, and, um, uh, but now it's not so much anymore uh,
0: because everybody is uh, taking their issues to social media. It's Italian true. And uh, he specifically called
1: out Matt, uh, Matt Riddle in that promo. He's not wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry? He's not wrong. <laughs> well, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, he, actually,
0: he actually voiced my exact opinion about social media. Yep.
2: Uh, and yes, yeah, social media and wrestling, I think we've learned on numerous occasions, don't mix. Uh,
1: next up, we had Keith Lee defeating Roger Strong. Keith Lee's a monster. I, I swear to God, I see Dowers signs through Keith Lee every time he's on my screen. He's a monster. I like Keith Lee. Yeah, I, you know what? Oh, okay. I think
0: that'd be really, really cool. Okay. Um, so next up, we were supposed to have, uh, Pete Dunn competing, but then he was,
2: uh, he was attacked by, uh, Damien Priest, who also attacked, uh, Dunn's scheduled opponent,
1: Killian Dane. Oh! Okay. So it's uh that should that should be an interesting uh, match I I think I think Damian Priest is awesome. I see trip I see triple threat match. Yeah, it's it, it's it's funny how easy that is to see coming down the
2: line. Yep. Um, and then uh, to me the match of the night was the main event of <laughs> uh, where uh, Io Shirai defeated. Me and him in a war games advantage match. so she and her opponent uh, and her team will have the numbers advantage for the first three minutes in the cage at war games. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I I, um, I was shocked how violent this match uh it turned out to be like first when you Shirai hit that uh drop kick into the ladder that went into uh into uh Mia Yim's nose. I mean, I audibly reacted like holy shit. Uh, and uh but e- but even worse, and, oh my god, Mia Yim had such a rough night when uh when
0: Kaylee Ray came out and push her off the ladder yep uh, into another ladder on the floor mm-hmm. oh my god like, I thought she, I thought she was gonna get significantly like, hurt outside of a broken nose that, I mean that fall did not look good at all uh, so hopefully she'll be all right and uh, yeah. Another
1: really solid episode of NXT, I mean, uh, this show just does not disappoint me, at all. Now, uh, apparently, um, Matt, Matt Riddle's off of the War Games team. Yes! I, I forgot, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, they replaced uh, him with, uh, Donovan Dijakovic. Yeah. Now, remember, yeah. remember I said, I, I, I didn't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, I now I know why because on live events he was Dominic Dijak and uh, on NXT he's Donovan Dijakovic. Well, that makes sense. So that was why I was having trouble trying to figure out like how do you see his last name? Well, and also he was Dominic Dijak in Ring of Honor too. So. Yep, Uh, that was uh, before I was before I started watching Ring of Honor. I think then. So anyway. Okay, so that is NXT, and we will be back shortly with WWE Friday Night SmackDown, so stay tuned for that.
0: Yep.
1: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to now get into our review of SmackDown. SmackDown this week came to us from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now, Ben, you had told me you didn't see this episode of SmackDown. Uh, no, I did not. I was actually, um, I was actually on a road trip to uh, West Virginia for a independent wrestling show uh, for the company that I'm associated with. Okay. Alright, so, um... Okay. Oh, sorry? So, I, I, I was just gonna say, so I was, um... I was much more entertained by that than it would be. Yeah, day, I... Uh, Friday night. Yeah, um... Like, okay, there was a dark match. I don't know why they do this in the sky. They put Cesaro in a dark match against Apollo... defeating Apollo Crews. Oh, Jesus. I, you know, I, Yeah. Okay. Uh, so our um our um show begins with Baron Corbin coming out to the ring accompanied by Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. So. That's a smooth So Corbin uh, said uh, Ali and Shorty G don't deserve a spot on Team SmackDown. So. And if uh, they wanna, they wanna, uh, they want If they wanna keep their spot on SmackDown, they're gonna have to face the team of Bob, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, and of course, they defeat that team in twelve minutes and five seconds. So, Ali and Shorty G are now officially part of Team SmackDown. Shorty G, how's that <laughs> Then. Next, we had, for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships, The New Day, defeating The Revival by DQ in 10 minutes and 30 seconds. You know, I, I, was, I was really legitimately surprised that um, The New Day won back the titles last week to begin with. And in our next match, we had Heavy Machinery defeating Kevin Tibbs and Kip Stevens. Now Kevin Tibbs we don't have much on but Kevin uh Kevin Tibbs we don't have much on but Kip Stevens was in Shakara CCW Wrestle Pro and uh Evolve Very good so at least it's not he's not uh entirely enhancement talent even though he is on this show but yeah theny we... you
2: know, i think the war Raiders need to move,
1: um just i er, I'm, so, I'm sorry heavy machinery um, i i think yeah i think heavy um i think heavy machinery really needs to uh, to move past the enhancement talent stage and just, is it just me, or are they giving uh, Heavy Machinery the uh, War Raiders uh, gimmick? Cause remember, War Raiders were the ones facing these teams. Well, yeah, and I, I think that's why I uh, that's why I initially got tripped up and called them uh, the War Raiders. I, I think it's just um, I think WWE is relying on enhancement talent too much in these scenarios. And then we had a no contest uh, between Bailey and Nikki Cross. Um, there was uh, another invasion with the NXT uh, women in showing up and attacking the SmackDown women. And that leads into an eight person tag with Carmella, Dana Brooke, Nikki Cross, and Sasha Banks defeating Dakota Kai, Mia Yam, Rhea Ripley, and Tegan Knox. Well, that that makes sense because one thing I
2: I forgot to mention on uh, on my NIC review was after um after the ladder match, uh, Shayna Baszler came out and was at the top of the stage, uh, clapping for her uh, impending uh, advantage
0: uh, during yeah. War Games. Yep. And she was attacked from behind by Bailey. So the, I really, um, I really like this invasion angle, even though yep. I don't think that um the shows have been very
1: good outside of the first one where it was introduced. And now, that oh, go on. But I just, I just think that this invasion angle with NXT
2: could be a gold mine which is what which why I'm really hoping that um that NXT has a very strong uh,
1: if, if not a dominant showing in Survivor series. And uh, the one segment that we had we actually we had two we had Firefly Funhouse with our Bray White revealing the new Universal Championship. Did you see this? I, I, did you see the new championship? It's all it's all blue. Well, and and you know, okay, I don't like that even though it makes sense. Yeah. But, because of course it's gonna be blue because it's SmackDown,
2: you know.
1: Yeah. They but, but, see this is this is a, a, a scenario where I also
2: get frustrated because on so many occasions. WWE fails to do the logical thing, and even when it is logical um, from time to time, you know, they miss the opportunity to do something really cool and unique um, for one of their characters. I mean, you know, let's let's go back. I mean, we've had some pretty cool,
0: uh, you know, unique championships in the history of WWE, Um, you know starting with Stone Cold Steve Austin we had you know John Cena for a long time he had his own uh custom championship and it continued with with Edge you know and and to a lesser extent uh Jeff Hardy and Impact Wrestling yep uh even even though that title was was god uh, was just god awful ugly looking
2: uh uh it really was, uh, but you know, of, of all the characters, what you could have had a really cool, um, you know, legitimate uh, championship design. You're gonna give that blue abomination to to Bray Wyatt? <laughs> really? Is is You know, and you can do that if you're gonna eventually take the championship off of of the fiend. But you know, that's when you, you know, that's when you debut the blue crap. You know,
1: you know, but not. I mean, not with the fiend. I mean, fuck. Now this segment was um, part of Ms. TV, and uh, Miz's guest was Daniel Bryan, and uh, this uh, his guest spot on Ms. TV led to the Firefly Funhouse, where Bray Wyatt challenged Daniel Bryan to a match, and that match for the Universal Champion, for the I mean for the SmackDown Championship, will take place at Survivor Series. See, but, but, okay, once again, okay, that's logical. I give them credit for that
2: because I'm I'm very big with logic. Yep. However, the big caveat here, okay, is is this. We are, we are, uh, I
0: I believe, eight days away Mm -hmm. from Survivor Series now. Yep.
2: Which means that you expect me to believe that in one show you can build a compelling angle between, uh, you know Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. Now that being said, I do realize that they
1: have um some inherent history that is very easy to remind the fans of. Well, also uh also last week uh, the Fiend attacked that Bryan in the backstage area. Well, well he, Exactly, but the, the thing is, so in less than three weeks, you expect to build a credible rivalry when you can when you can do so much more with these two guys. And then I heard that at Starcade they're gonna have Braun Strowman against Bray Wyatt for the championship. Okay. Well, well. First of all, I I I not give I couldn't give two shits about that. On two fronts, one, because nowadays anything that Braun Strowman is in... No, but I'm saying this is a, this is a part of the logic, like it doesn't make any sense. It, well, exactly.
2: Uh, and one, anything that Braun Strowman is, now, is in now, especially when it comes to, uh, to uh, you know, a world title, you know he's not going to win, because he's yeah. gonna, you know, I don't know. They, I mean, they want he went from the monster among men to the Jolly Green fucking giant. You know, you know I just... I, I can't take him seriously anymore. And, and two, and two um,
1: you know, the, the Starcade um, event, like, that's a cool homage to mm-hmm. wrestling history, but you, you know that, that WWE destroys anything that has anything to do With the history of WCLU. Yep. Uh, So, I just... uh, So, on those fronts, I couldn't give a damn. And with that, um... That is our SmackDown Report. We are going to take a break. We are going to be back with... Our second to last segment. We have one more, because we are going to open... We are going to fire up the DeLorean this week. Absolutely. Um... and, uh, and with that, we will, we'll be right back
2: uh, for that segment. Uh, but in, in the meantime, uh, Elio, just uh, en- entertain yourself for a minute. Uh.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this next week is... Double pay-per-views. We have NXT War Games followed by the annual Survivor Series. So let's begin with War Games, which is taking place from the Rosemont, Illinois, at the Allstate Arena, and we have so far we have a total of three matches announced. So Ben. Why don't we start from the bottom, work our way to the top, which isn't very far, which isn't very far. We have. Uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be a hell of a short climb there. <laughs> we have Matt Riddle taking on Finn Balor. Well, to me, this is open and close. Yeah, Finn Balor, because they're really pushing. Absolutely. They're really pushing this heel Balor. Then we have. Yeah. The war I, mean, I feel bad that Johnny Gargano got hurt. I don't know what the extent of that is. Then we have the first of two war games. We have the Undisputed Era taking on Tommaso Chapa, Keith Lee, Donovan, Dijakovic, and a four a, f- a yet to be determined Yes, yet to be determined. So hence the, the build up and the reason to uh, watch next week. Also um, it should be
0: mentioned that next week, uh, just like we we had the a women's ladder match for a War Games advantage, uh-huh. uh, we will also be getting a a men's ladder match Ooh, uh, yeah. on next week's episode of NXT to determine who gets the uh, advantage in the cage at War Games. Okay. And, I believe, as I mentioned uh, before, I can only assume that the stipulation would be the same and that whoever wins this match their team would get a three-minute uh, advantage in terms of numbers in the cage. Okay. Um,
1: so, uh, so, who do you who, do you, who do you have? Um, I got Adam Cole. Yeah, I'm going with the Undisputed Era. Then we have the women's war game: Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim. I'm Taking on Shayna Baszler, Eo Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. yep I have to take uh, Rhea I agree I'm gonna go with the real replay as well so that is NXT war games that was a short preview <laughs> now we're gonna move on to the survivor series which takes place the following night now in this one we have a we have a total of seven matches okay, okay. Working our way from the Uh, bottom to the top. You want to go bottom to the top again? Yep. Okay. So, so unfortunately, I can only assume that uh, this
0: first match is going to be on the pre-show, which really pisses me off. I'm sorry, which Uh,
1: one? This this match should be on uh, War Games, but it, it has it listed as being on... Survivor Series, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Leo Rush versus Angel Garza. This should be on. The that be on the main show. That should that should be on the main show card. But what The hell is going on here? Do they have, do they have it listed as a Survivor Series match? Yes. Uh and that that must be a mistake. <laughs> Please let this be a typo. Good God. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's see we got here. The first match in. But nonetheless, who are you taking in that contest? I'm going with Leo Rush. Um. Uh, yeah.
2: Absolutely. We have the Women's Survivors Series Elimination Match with <laughs> Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and a yet-to-be-determined
1: opponent versus uh, versus Team NXT. Well, no, it was uh, Team Rob versus Team SmackDown versus Team Team NXT. While they're, really, while, they're, while they're really pushing things because they have like a few days to go, they better do something. Yeah, it's just, it's, Ill- it's illogical when the rest of it is built up. But anywho, I guess that, I guess that was an oversight statute, so we can't really uh, predict that one. You know? Okay, all right. No, 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 no. I don't even know who's going to be on Team Rod. That's why I'm saying all right. <laughs> I guess you know, we have to uh, wait on that. That's my, that's my point. Um, next up, we have the Men's Survivor Series, huh. where uh, Team NXT is not uh, uh, is not oh, yes. established yet. Yes. They better begin well, on this. I mean,
0: I mean, you and I can do a better job booking <laughs> this shit. <laughs> okay, There's what do we do? So, we can't predict the outcome, but we do know that Team Raw will be of Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet. Um, with Team... Reigns or Dean's Fat Down
1: consisting of Roman Reigns, uh, King Corbin, Allie G, and Braun Strowman. So, did you see Allie G? What did you say Allie G? No, I said Allie and Shorty G. No, 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 you said Allie G. Okay but I meant Ali and Shorty G my bad oh my, no no but no I, I'm gonna say this because I'm, I'm saying this because apparently there's some some story I don't know how true it is but that they were gonna call Ali Mustafa Ali Ali G yeah but that's a that, that's a take off of the uh, Sasha Kelly movie I know I'm like I hope not they better not do that up. um,
2: which is why I wouldn't pass, I wouldn't put it past WWE to do that, um, so, uh, like I said, without knowing who, uh, Team NXT was gonna be, um, uh, it looks like they are just, like, rehashing
1: Team Hogan and Team Flair by and large, uh, I will. I have a question. You, you think you think that? I have a question. you think Seth Rollins is going to turn on Raw and go NXT? Yes. Yes. I
0: do.
1: Okay. Uh, next up, we actually do have
0: some fully established matches. Thank God. <laughs> uh, thank the Lord. We have the tag team title uh, face-off with the Viking Raiders representing Raw, the New Day uh, representing
1: SmackDown, after recently defeating the Revival, uh, which was a curveball that I did not enjoy. Uh, versus the Undisputed Era. Who are you? Uh, who are you taking? I'm this? going Undisputed Era.
2: Representing the U.S. Championship
1: versus Shinsuke Nakamura and his Intercontinental versus Roger Strong representing uh, NXT's North American Championship. Again, I think they're gonna. I think they're they're making uh undisputed era look strong. So I'm gonna have to go. Oh, see what I did there without even realizing it. Absolutely. They're making um, undisputed era look absolutely. strong. <laughs> See. Anyway. No, uh, but I didn't yeah, mean to I, I didn't mean to do to that. that, um, that
0: uh, Roger Strong should get the nod yep. in this one. And uh, next we have the um the women's
2: match with Becky Lynch, uh, Billy and Sheena Baszler. And to me, Elio, uh, even though this is a triple threat match,
0: let's be honest. This is a match that is built to showcase Becky Lynch and Sheena Baszler. Yep.
1: But I'm um, again—they they have to make NXT. They're going to make NXT look stronger. I'm going to go with Sheena Baszler. I. That thought process, but I think I think Becky Lynch is going to take it. Okay.
0: All right. Be- because I don't, even though I wouldn't object to NXT having a clean sweep, yep. I just don't see um, I just don't see a flawless victory for them. Okay.
2: And I finally got an Mortal
1: Kombat reference on this podcast already. <laughs> Oh, Mortal Kombat. We love the 90s. Did did you see what I posted a few hours ago? Uh, no, I haven't been on Facebook, right? You should go on Facebook and check out what I posted. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, with that... Um, that will wrap up. No, it Survivor won't. No, it series. won't. No, it won't. You have one match left. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, so how dare I forget my all time
0: favorite superstar? My bad, Ray Ray. Uh, even though you're going to get destroyed, <laughs> um, which, which uh, in and of itself
2: I will, I will not enjoy, even no, it is perfectly logical. Um, mm-hmm. We have Rey Mysterio. Taking on uh, Brock Lesnar.
0: Well, and yeah. I, tell you, I, um, I don't like.
2: I like how the feud between Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio has been built, but being given the fact that King Velasquez cannot be a part of it the way he was intended to be because of his knee injury. Yep.
1: Um, I, this is just a foregone conclusion to me, which is why I don't like it. Um, so, obviously, I, I would have to say Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I'm moving Brock Lesnar. And then, uh, The Fiend versus The Thing Brian, I've got The Fiend. Yes. Yes, because this is just, uh, it's, it's too short of a time between the match being announced and, uh, the match actually man too. two uh, The Fiend did just one thing So I have to agree with you there Alright and with that We will be right back shortly To fire up that DeLorean And take a trip back through time Alright uh, yeah Okay Ben Are you all set to fire up that DeLorean? Yeah let me uh, why, don't, why don't you take us in And while you're talking up to the results for Survivor Series 2003. Alright, sir, so, we are going back to Sunday, November sixteenth, two 2003, for the WWE Survivor Series from the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, on commentary that night with Cherry Lawler and Jim Ross. Ah, uh, the good old days. And, this... Survivor Series. We had a ten-man Survivor Series with uh, Team Angle, John, which consisted of Kurt Angle, He Who Should Not Be Named, John Cena, Hardqu- Hardcore Holly, and Bradshaw, defeating the Big Show Team Big Show, which consisted of Big Show, Matt Morgan, Nathan Jones, Brock Lesnar, and A-Train
2: that has uh, that number of, of talent involved uh, should not have uh, should not have been
1: a stinker to the level that it should have that it turned out to be I mean, Matt Mor- I mean Matt Morgan I had forgotten his short run in uh, the company he had that stunning gimmick yeah, well and, and because did we have Matt Morgan in that match, but we also
0: had one of the biggest busts in the history of professional wrestling Nathan Jones Nathan Jones, uh, Nathan Jones. <laughs> uh, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen we should have seen it coming from day damn one second number one that he was on our Smackdown screens because if you recall he missed his very first kick Oh my goodness, oh, that's terrible. That man is a monster, like six nine or so, something, mm-hmm. 300 some
2: pounds, and he did a round house kick in the most, one of the most freakiest displays of athleticism, but yeah, he missed.
0: And, and that- we should
2: have known from that point forward that the WWE career... Of Nathan Jones, despite the the efforts of the Undertaker, was gonna go down a
0: fucking drain.
1: And and then we had the WWE Women's Championship, Molly Holly defeating Lita in six minutes and forty eight seconds. And if if you recall, mm-hmm. um, this was shortly
0: after. Shortly after Lita's return from neck uh, surgery, um, so
2: it sh- it should have been it it should have been a better match, but I think just based on based on the timing and also the time it was given and the fact that uh, Lita's pay per view return had already happened at, at um. Unforgiven, this match, uh, just was not, um, was not destined to be a classic.
1: Okay, and follow that up with an ambulance match. Kane defeating Shane McMahon. (laughs) Uh, Ambulance match, I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, I mean, this was, this was a follow-up to, uh, seen getting his balls electrocuted, so... Oh, wait wait, 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 was this, uh, was this the time period, where that happened? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, I I don't know why I was, I know why I was thinking of, uh, of, uh, earlier than that, okay. But I guess, yeah, I guess the attitude area and this, uh, time period blend together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, it was good. I mean, I, I feel like if you like
0: Shane and this was this was good, but if, if you're tired of seeing him like like you are now, uh, <laughs> then this wouldn't have been good. But um, but I I mean, back at this point, back at this point, I had fun
2: fondness for Shane and I, and I still do. It's just um, it's just um. Yep you know, Shane's current runs uh, soured me on him a
1: little bit but that's not really his fault and then we had the tag oh team God. the Tight team champions the Basham brothers defeating the Los Guerreros uh, and and yet,
0: how, how fitting it is that we're doing this pay-per-view as <laughs> Sh- got to mention on last night
1: podcast <laughs> yup <laughs> Then we had, we had another 10-man Survivor Series, Team Jericho, defeating Team Michaels. And Team Jericho consisted of Chris Jericho, Christian, Randy Orton, Scott Steinman, Mark Henry, and Shawn Michaels. You said Team Austin, it was Team Bischoff. No, I said Team Jericho. And, um, yeah, you did, but it's still Team Bischoff. Oh,
2: okay,
1: Wow. Well. And then uh, Team team Austin had Shawn Michaels, Steve Von Dudley, Bubba Ray, Booker T, and Rob Van Dam. Booker T? Booker T. (laughs) Your pronunciations are adorable. Uh, (laughs) This this match could have been better. Yeah, um, followed that up with yet another. McMahon the Bury the live match. Vince McMahon's feeding the Undertaker. You know, I, I, I recently saw this match again a oh, few months okay. ago. Yep. And it just it was it's just bad. <laughs> all tw- all twelve and minutes anytime, of it. Anytime you put
0: Vince in the ring, yep. you're gonna get the entertainment factor of the hated boss getting his ass kicked. But, you know, if
2: um, but if you really break down the times that, that he's been in the match, the actual product hasn't been that good outside of outside of the entertainment aspect of you know the
1: like I said the asshole lost getting his ass kicked, but th- this one was just a mess. And in the main event, World WWE World Heavyweight Champion Goldberg defeating Triple H. Yeah, uh, well, Big Whoop. I mean, uh, Gold Goldberg just um, you know, I think a lot of this is WWE fault because, like, you know, Goldberg was a WCW guy. Yeah. But um, this was just this was just terrible. Um. And I just uh, I I can I can't. And that is our trip through history for this week. So we will be back shortly to close out this week's show. Yeah. Okay, Ben, what do you say we close out the show for the week? Yes, and um, I know we said we we don't do news, and I I guess this kind of is, but yet it's really not. Okay, Um, what's that? I just wanted to get your opinion on something. Uh, uh, what
2: what's what's your opinion of CM Punk returning to Fox? Um <laughs> uh,
1: to uh to help post WWE backstage. CM Punk. CM Punk C M Punk Yes, I uh I I actually agree. I was I was very uh, very excited, and, and uh, to be honest with you, I know they say never say never, but I was pretty damn sure. Yep. On this occasion, so I mean, I was I mean, I was shocked. Yep. Okay. Well, um. Go on.
2: But uh, you know, other other than that, that's just that's how I just wanted to wrap up the show. Okay.
1: I just wanted to sneak that in there. All right. So, with that being said, we are going to sign off for this week. So, fans, um, Ben, again, you said you won't be here next week, so we won't be having a show next week. And, Elio, I know you'll miss me, and hopefully. Oh, yes. What what will I ever do? What ever shall I do? Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. what 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 will I be doing with myself next week without a well, show? Hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully you will be getting an early start on your um on some festivities. I know, uh, I know the Canadian Thanksgiving has passed, yep. but uh, my, but my family and I are getting an early start on the American celebrations, mm-hmm. and um, and hopefully. Um, you you will be doing the exact same thing so um i will uh, i will see you either right before or right after thanksgiving. well That's it that. well oh. if, if uh, things had gone differently we would have been uh, down in florida for thanksgiving but uh, that as such is not the case this time oh very good yeah um, Well, I, I, I do hope you uh you have a good time I will see you and the listeners in two weeks yep. for the the awaited return of PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. In the meantime, enjoy one of my favorite weekends of the year and we get NXT TakeOver. So you know that's going to be good. Yep. So for Ben Pierce, I'm Elio Canelo saying... We will talk to you fans next week. Ben, say goodbye to the listeners. In, in two weeks, saying, because we just said that uh, I was... Yeah, gonna... sorry, but... Well, fine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in two weeks. So, for my co-host, Ben Pierce, and Canales. say goodbye, Ben, say goodbye to the listeners. See ya!